Hello, everyone. My name is Kate. And I'm Isetta. And you're listening to ArtWise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to ArtWise. Today, I have with me Izetta. Um, I don't know like what title you prefer for yourself, graphic designer, art director, illustrator. You do lots of stuff. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the people what you're all about. <laughs> yeah. Hi, um, I'm Izetta. I am a creative, I guess is the best way to describe <laughs> myself. Uh, I've been doing creative stuff since I was a little kid. Didn't really start doing art stuff until I was older, but uh, yeah, I am a graphic designer uh, for my day job, freelance specifically, uh, and I do illustrations for D&D and pretty much whatever I feel like <laughs> creating. Awesome. We've, we've had a lot of D&D uh, people on the podcast the oh, crossover that like no one asked for but everyone mm -hmm. loves like <laughs> oh yeah they're like they're big stands of artists which i love about the D, D community is because they they want to see their characters that they made you know come to life and we can do that for a fee <laughs> wow i'm gonna take a mental note of that because i had never thought about that but that's actually like like genius no yeah so yeah cool. commissions for D, D is it's a thing yeah, I've I've had um, Kayla from Fantasy Figments. Uh, she was on a, um, an earlier episode, and mm -hmm. I just yeah, it's crazy to me because I I played I played D and D a little bit in high school. Um, I don't know that we were doing it like correctly, but there's it no was, correct way fun. to play D and D in my opinion. Yeah, that's what everybody says. They're like, as long as you're having fun, yeah. that's like the point. That's uh, the way. But, yeah. Yep. I would love to play it more. I think it, it's, it's, I, I had fun playing it in high school, even though I was like confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should totally go, go back into it, give it a shot, because it's a really good way to uh, expand your creative thinking outside of just like drawing with a, you know, tablet or a pencil and paper. Uh, makes you kind of, forces you to think. Yeah, I, I got to see if there's maybe like, card shops or comic book stores that have like D&D nights because that'd be actually really cool after yeah. I move because I'm moving soon. <laughs> and like <laughs> online is also there's a big online community. Yeah, that's okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to get into the interview question. Yeah. So um, just to preface, uh, the first and last questions are the same for everybody, but the middle I've customized to your experience and what you do as an artist. Um, but the first question is super important. And so that's why I ask everybody. Um, it's how, how did you begin your art journey? What's your artist origin story? Like was becoming an artist something that you've always done? I know you talked about this a little bit already, but like what what's the tea? What's your origin story? Yeah, so as far as traditional art drawing, that kind of creative work, I did not start doing that until high school. I My sister was an artist, uh, older sister, and so I was like, okay, you know, she she's the artist, so uh, I guess I'm supposed to do something else, you know. Society tells us, you know, you can't have too many of one thing. Uh, and so as a young person, I didn't think that that was even something that I would be able to do. 
Uh, and then I got into high school and I had a really amazing art teacher who, you know, taught me the basics first. And I was so difficult. Oh, I did not want to listen to anything that she had to say when it came to art. But uh, yeah, I started work in high school and fell in love with it. And then when by the time college came around, I was like, okay, do I want to make money or do I want to be an artist? And then I was like, both. I want both. That's what I want. <laughs> and I somehow fell into graphic design. And here I am today. <laughs> no, I feel like the same thing happened to me too. I I can actually like myself like pinpoint like the exact moment that I was like, oh my God, I could do this like as a job. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. Have you heard of Ringling College of Art and Design? It's in Sarasota, Florida. Um, I might have heard you talk about it on this podcast before because it sounds familiar. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's like probably one of the best art schools in the country um, and definitely the best one in Florida. Um, but yeah, it's it's an art art college. And there was a representative guy who came to my high school to like talk about it. And I was just so like blown away and enthralled and it, like I wanted to go there really badly um it ended up being like too expensive but mm -hmm. I still wanted to like work as an artist and so I remember like 18 year old me being like okay can't afford school let's google art jobs and like yeah. that's how I fell into graphic design <laughs> yeah it's just same same similar story so that's I feel like a lot cool. of artists fall into the graphic design world just because I mean it's a way to capitalize on our work and, you know, be able to live. Yeah, it's definitely something, that's for sure. I, you know, I feel bad, too, because I feel like there's so, there's so many other things. And, you know, I've been, like, starting to look into, because I, myself, am also a freelance graphic designer. Um, it's just what pays the bills. I, I used to make stuff for, like, Nike and you know I had like one of those corporate jobs as mm -hmm. you you said you worked in ad advertising mm -hmm. before yeah ad yeah. and marketing yeah so I'm sure similar environment office setting yeah job. nine to five kind of you know or more like eight thirty nine or to five thirty but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no I yeah couldn't do that <laughs> that environment was not for me so I. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's why I swapped to freelance. I don't know mm -hmm. if you wanted to talk about um, your experience like working for an ad agency as an art director. Sure. Uh, I'll say, so I, I got went into an ad agency right out of college. And that when I was coming out of college, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to become an art director. My degree is visual communication with a focus in art direction. And so I was like, I'm going to be an art director. I'm going to be art directing like video commercials or like TV commercials. I'm going to be doing, you know, print ads, social campaigns, all that kind of stuff was what I was thinking that I was going to be going into. Of course, you know, you don't get into that right off the bat when you're fresh out of college. Uh, but I did go straight into the to ad agency world and through that, I learned a lot. So I'm very grateful that I did it. But like you said, for me, I don't think that it's necessarily something long term that I would be able to do. Uh, you know, I still do freelance work for agencies. That's where a majority of my 
like income comes from is freelance work for ad agencies. Uh, I do one f- down in Texas, and then I have one uh, up in New York that I do work for. And um, it's not work that I can say that I love doing, but it's definitely work that is like one of those things that do to do to do. I'm going to do this and just get it done. And then I can go and focus on my own thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I completely agree too with what you were saying. Um, And I think it's important to remind like artists, especially artists who are uh, like newer to, um, you know, like doing art full time for a living that like nothing that you do has to be a permanent thing. I know like when I started my big like corporate America, like nine to five well, it was more like eight to six yeah. uh, graphic design job. Um, when I started out doing that, I uh, I really thought that that was the end all be all. And I was just going to work my way up in that company. And then after three years of being there, I was so mm-hmm. burnt out and exhausted. And I was not meant, I'm not the type of person mm-hmm. meant to work in an office around people. I'm just not, it's, yeah. it's overwhelming and, you know, it's hard for, for me. Uh, and I took everything in me. Like I stayed probably a full year longer than I should have because I was really genuinely suffering, but like my ego and my brain was like, this is what you asked for. <laughs> you yep. got to stay. And then after like a year of like really heavily, like working with like, I hired a business coach to help me start like doing freelance. And I, I did like all the things I was finally able to quit. And now I'm like, I look back and I'm like, why didn't I just leave the second that I <laughs> didn't like it anymore like why, yes why did I tough out like there's like a difference between having a whole job that you spend 40 hours a week that you absolutely hate than like taking freelance work for the money just because like oh it's mm-hmm. it's money even though like I don't really like love this like it's money for now until I'm able to do more of the stuff mm-hmm. that I love so yeah um, uh- you're, it's like you're just telling my story back to me. I, I feel that so much because I definitely got to that three-year point and was like, what am I doing? Pandemic hit. I stayed in a whole nother, you know, year. And I was like, okay, this needs to, <laughs> I just, I need to do something else. Are we twins right now? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Too. We might be twinning. COVID opened so many eyes. Like, I feel like so many people, once they started working from home, they were like, this is nice. This is the yeah. life. And then after like like six months, like a year, they were like, wait, it wasn't going into the office I hated. I just hated this job. Yeah. <laughs> like the realization is like. Yes, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And definitely, I think for me. COVID definitely killed the office. Like there's, people aren't going to want to ever go back to that. Especially as creatives, yeah. we're we're gonna want to, even if we continue to working in those agencies, like we're still want to stay home. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the last nail in the coffin for me before I quit. Uh, I remember I was I'm like a really spiritual like woo woo kind of person, and I remember just being like, okay, um, show me flamingo. Or wait, I don't remember how this happened. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I was pulling like cards for myself and I was like, okay, like what do I need to look for? That's like a sign that like it's time to quit my job. And it was like a card that had like flamingos on it. And I was like, flamingos, that's it. And I'm like, I, I live in Florida. 
<laughs> flamingos are everywhere. So, uh, and I remember I went to this theme park and I kept seeing flamingos, but then I started like seeing them in really weird places that I wouldn't expect. Like I, I literally had a dream and I was opening like a can of like cat food and there was a flamingo in there and I was just like, <laughs> This is interesting. And like I, I would go like on Facebook and I would see like an ad for like flamingo umbrellas, flamingo toothpaste, like weird, weird stuff. And I was like, hmm, it's a coincidence. I live in Florida. And so I just kept like putting it off. And then finally, like um, my HR at the company I was working for sent out a mass email and they were like, all right, April 1st, everyone has to come back into the office. It's mandatory. Um, and it better be an April Fool's joke. Yeah, yeah. I just like was like, oh. And what's funny is I didn't get that email. No one copied me on it. And then I was sitting in a meeting, and everyone was like, oh, we're going back like in a couple weeks. And I was like, what? And they were like, you didn't get the email. And I was like, no. And my boss was like, oh, you're not copied on this. And I was like, I'm already gone in their eyes. I guess they okay. knew. You could tell the email was like, no need to bother with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my boss uh, copied me on it. And then I got it. And then like, after I clocked out that day, I like sat down and thought about it for a couple hours. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like the right time. Because like, mm -hmm. I, you I feel like when you do something like that, too, you never feel completely like ready to. Definitely. I feel like when you do anything new, you never feel ready to, but you just, it's kind of like feeling the fear and just doing yeah. it anyway. Um, but I really didn't feel ready, even though I had been working with a business mentor for a year and I had like, you know, I had my website was almost published and I had things like in the works. I still felt like, oh, well, I need to get it published. I need mm -hmm. to start getting work first. But in reality, I didn't have time. So I totally, yeah. I totally like understand and like feel you on that one because it's definitely like I don't think enough people are like publicly speaking about like COVID and how it really like caused this great resignation because people were starting to realize like oh I thought that I hated going into the office mm -hmm. every day and being around all of these people that I have to like pretend to like which I know that's not the case for everyone I felt like uh, I had to just go and like put on like a fake face for nine hours mm. a day. And it was just absolutely exhausting because I was yeah. I'm so young compared to a lot of my coworkers at that job. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them almost like didn't like me because they were like, how are you here? And it took me, you know, 10 years and I had to go to college to get here. And like you're here because what like they hired me because um, I worked at a custom t-shirt shop before and since we were doing apparel they they um thought it was super cool that i had physically screen printed oh, so you've done it before. another business before so i knew everything i needed to know and it, i didn't i didn't finish college so i was technically like underqualified, and it made a lot of people mad but i knew more in respect to like what we were doing than most of my coworkers did so yeah in my opinion i was a good hire but I mean, a lot of people, yeah, I for feel sure. Like salty, just a little salty at my age. And, you know, I remember someone uh, asking me, they were like, oh, you're so young. And I was like, how old do you think I am? Because no one, you, no one just knows, but like you look yeah. at someone, you can tell they're young. And um, I remember them being like, I'm going to be honest, like you don't look older than 20. At the time, I was 19. And I was like, I'm 19. And they were like, <laughs> And at that point, I was like, I shouldn't have told them that. <laughs> I should have just lied. Yeah. But then, like, 
uh, when they would like force me to go to like happy hours. Like uh, one time, <laughs> they they made me go to a happy hour at this bar, and I was I was nineteen, and like I remember there was a sign on the door that said uh, that like anyone under twenty one had to leave after six p.m. And so uh, I remember it was like right after work. So it was like 530. And my boss was like, Caitlin, you're going to stay and you're going to socialize because she knew I just like didn't talk to anyone. And I just remember being like, okay. And I remember seeing the sign on the door being like, this is my chance. And I remember the waitress that we had that was like bringing stuff to our table was like, I hate to do this to you in front of everybody, but can I see your ID? It's like past six o'clock. And I was like, absolutely. Please take it. And I was like, here you go. And she was like, you need to leave. And I was like, I need to leave. She has authority over you right now. Bye. (laughs) And so I just like skedaddled. And I was just like, that was horrible. I don't want to spend my off time at a happy hour. Are you kidding me? It's after five o'clock. Ew. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry that they did not really consider that whenever they were like going places. It's kind of rude. But also, I gave you an out to leave, which is nice. Yeah, I don't know if you, um, I I don't know if everyone has the same experiences as me, but I I felt like the people that were around me, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, oh, this person is so nice and kind and like, they feel like they're meant to be in my life. I didn't feel like that with anyone there. Yeah. Um, So it was just hard. It was just hard. And then working from home because of COVID, like really helped for a long time. And I was like a lot happier. But then as time went on, like you said, you just kind of realize, Oh, mm-hmm. the office like wasn't the problem. I just don't like this. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. I would say like uh for me, uh I kind of had the opposite experiences as far as people go. I was very fortunate with the agency that I worked with. The all the people, you know, I hate that when like companies are like, We're a family. This place was definitely not that. <laughs> they knew that they were a business, but they still treated uh, all the employees with like dignity and you know, it was a smaller agency, so like we, everyone knew everyone, and so I really, yeah. I did like that aspect of it. But at the same time, like, like you said, they weren't my people. Like, they're not my people. You know, I'm a young queer artist, and this is a bunch of Fort Worth, uh, Texas. <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> Like old old white businessmen. <laughs> uh, actually, my my business was made uh, or my the company I worked for was majority women, but they just weren't. Oh, the, awesome. you know, we just weren't people that were the same people, not the same groups. <laughs> yeah, I totally I totally understand that one. Um, yeah, I and I I could say I have the same experience. I didn't dislike anyone I worked with, and I didn't have problems with anybody. But it just I didn't feel like they were my friends <laughs> at all yeah you know I was there to do a job and leave and you know when everybody would go to lunch I you know most of the time I would get invited sometimes and I just said no so much that they stopped asking which I don't <laughs> blame them for but it's like I don't want to go to Beefo Brady's with you we have like 45 minutes to eat like we're gonna have to work late if we go to Beefo Brady's <laughs> yeah oh yeah I feel you on that I was totally a oh eat lunch at my desk type of girl Oh, yeah. I had, like, cup noodles every day. It was all I ate, too, because I lived super far from the office. So I would literally, like, I would f- I had this backpack I would bring to work, and I would take my laptop, like, to and, to and from work every day. And I would just, like, once a week, I would go to Publix, and I would just get a ton of, like, uh, like those microwavable uh, chicken noodle soups mm. and, like, 
cup ramen and I would just shove them in this backpack and just every day I would just pull one out of my backpack and that would be like the only thing I ate the entire day and everyone would be like what is wrong with you and I'd be like well what do you want me to do like leave it in the fridge to get stolen or like bring cup noodles and have it in my backpack at my desk like you just you know every (laughs) office needs a soup person there has to be a soup person somewhere in the office and you get that soup person I also, oh my gosh, this is a funny story I don't think I've ever told on this podcast. Um, We had these little like filing cabinets at our desk, like underneath our desk. I don't know um, what situation if you were like a cubicle, Mm -hmm. because it was a cubicle place. So we didn't have cubicles uh, because they wanted like collaborative work something so we just had like big um long desks like it's literally the same desk that i have because i bought one after uh covid happened because i liked it so much because they had standing desks Mm -hmm. but to separate us uh not much there was just glass panels on the sides of the desk but you could totally like just see and talk to the person next to you it was almost like school style and um in my filing cabinet you know i'm an artist i don't need a bunch of like papers or whatever like at all and so Mm -hmm. i I remember thinking like okay i don't feel like i'm eating enough i don't feel like i'm getting enough food because i was getting headaches and i was like only eating like one cup noodle every day which is not enough and so and i lived i lived super far from the office too so i would have to like wake up at like 5 30 leave my house by six to to get there at eight and then it would take me like an hour and a half two hours to get home so i wouldn't get home until like seven or eight so i was gone for like 12 hours and so i was like oh well the girl next to me like (laughs) this is like my like brain that like doesn't work like other people i would like look around and i'd see like oh the girl next to me like brings a little bag of snacks and i'm like well i'm not gonna remember to set that up the night before and i remember i was at like publix or Target or Walmart or somewhere where you can buy food. And I saw they have, they probably still have them. If you, I might Google it and send you a picture just so you can understand what I mean. But they have these big, uh, almost like in the same shape as a carton of milk. And it was a huge thing of goldfish crackers. Okay. I I know what you're talking about. You've seen them? Yes. They're huge, huge, like Like Costco size. Yeah, Costco. Exactly. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'll just buy one of those. And so I bought it and I put it in my backpack. And, like, <laughs> I got to work super early one morning because I didn't want anyone to ask me about it. And I like opened the filing cabinet and I just stuck it in there. And then for like weeks, I would literally just as I'm working, I would just lean my hand down into this filing cabinet genius. and like, just grab a handful of goldfish crackers and just eat them until like my stomach stopped growling because like that was like one of the main problems I was having is my that stomach so was smart. growling so much and I was just in meetings and my stomach would be growling and everyone oh would be goodness. like Caitlin Caitlin go buy a uh granola bar from the because they sold like little snacks and stuff in the office too oh and my goodness like, they didn't just let you have them well no they they sold them <laughs> you had to pay for them oh um, my goodness they had like a little self checkout thing where you like there was a big camera on it and you had to scan it and pay for it or you would literally get like get fired. Um, and so I remember being like, oh, they do not pay me enough to be no, buying they don't. like five dollar granola bars, like kind bars every day. I'm appalled. Just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I literally don't want to be spending like five dollars a day like on these stupid little granola bars. And towards the end, like right before COVID hit, I did start just buying stuff because I was just so fed up. But um, yeah, no, I I just stick my hand in the filing cabinet, grab my my granola 
or not my granola, my, my little goldfish crackers. And then uh, COVID happened. And I don't think any of us were expecting to get kicked out of the office for more than like a couple of weeks or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I, I didn't think we were going to get kicked out of the office at all because we were one of the last people that I knew to start working from home. And I figured, oh, this company's not going to go for that. Um, but then uh, we ended up like getting forced out in the middle of one day on like a random Thursday. And um, I remember uh, every they told us, oh, you can just like you, you can just like leave everything at your desk like it's fine. Um, and if you want, you can take your monitor cause you're going to be working from home for like a month. So some people took their monitor. I had a monitor at home cause I, mm-hmm. you know, was doing fr- freelance and stuff too. So I felt like I didn't need anything. So I was just like, Oh, we'll be back in a week, whatever. And so <laughs> I just left. And then like <laughs> a year later, more than a year later in like, uh, June or July of the following year, they were like, okay, we're not going to re-sign a lease for this building because right before COVID hit, they signed a lease for a huge building. So oh, we, we actually man. been separated into like two or three different locations. But then they signed a lease for a big building. We were supposed to move in in 2020, but uh, we didn't. Um, and so I remember like, going back in june july because they were like oh you guys got to clean out your personal items and all the stuff that you um left last year and i remember just going in there and being like oh this is gonna be embarrassing and i just open the file cabinet and take out like my giant like huge part of goldfish and oh everyone's being like have those been in there for a year and i was like yeah they're probably stale and they were like yeah <laughs> oh my goodness i'm surprised that the office didn't get mice during that time I'm sure they did. They probably yeah. still had people like come in and clean and stuff. Uh, yeah. because it, it was a little dusty, but no, I mean, it, it's just like, uh, wow. I can't believe I did that. And I like grabbed everything that I had at my desk and took it home. Yep. Uh, and then when I quit, I had to mail like all of their stuff, like their computers and stuff. Oh, back. Yeah. But yeah, that's my little uh, anecdote <laughs> about... Um, my uh i guess it's like my adhd and like unwillingness to like make myself food every day so yeah. i just like find cheat cheat codes <laughs> i think i mean as long as you eat something that's all that matters because i definitely am one of those artists too that i get into the zone and i'm working and working and working and all of a sudden it's five o'clock and i haven't eaten anything and i'm like oh shoot like <laughs> i'm, I'm screwed way. now I'm the same way. I honestly, yeah. like, I'm kind of considering getting another one of those and putting it under my desk at home just because it was Do so it. easy to remember. Like, you hear your stomach growl and you go, oh, goldfish. <laughs> yeah, because if they're right there, then you don't have to, like, interrupt your creative process. I have, like, a snack exactly. cabinet behind me and I just have, like, you know, my cashews, yes. my apricots. You know? <laughs> yeah. Eating is so – I feel like people, uh, especially artists who – get into flow state and forget that the world exists for nine mm-hmm. hours. So important to like have snacks and food around you because eating is like, even if you feel like you're not doing, cause like, that's what I would tell people when they were like, you only eat like one cup noodle a day. <laughs> and then you go home and you go to sleep and you go to work and you eat one cup noodle. And I would just be like, uh, yeah, well I don't do a lot. You know, I sit, I yeah. sit down all day. I don't burn calories. And they're like, no, you burn calories by existing. It's like, it, you need to eat. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? Uh, I'm 22. Okay. That will, I will, as a 28 year old person that is definitely felt that was doing the same kind of stuff. 
eventually you do start choosing your your stuff better. <laughs> right now, the cup noodle stuff, you know, it is what it is. But as you get older, that you you start to pick snacks differently. <laughs> oh, definitely. As uh, after COVID happened, I started working from home instead of, um, you know, just like forcing myself to do little snacks because I also mm-hmm. I think um, something that I think is a lot of or, uh, important for a lot of artists to hear too is I felt the need to uh, prove myself so I felt like oh if instead of taking a lunch if I just work through it and just eat my cup noodles and like my handful of goldfish mm-hmm. like I'll be straight and like no one can like accuse me of like being here for the wrong reasons because you know I do my job really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but after COVID happened, I definitely like I took my full hour lunch and I like cooked myself like a real meal like every day and it was just it was nice. And then after quitting, you know, I've like I definitely eat much better than I Good. did at that job. But that's like something I feel like is really important to talk about because I feel like so many artists, especially like in like a position where you're new and you feel like you need to prove yourself to a job, like it's not, it's yeah. not worth like not like skipping meals and stuff. It's not worth. It's not. And worth let's it. be frank, like in in today's society and like where we are, at least in America, you need to put yourself first above these companies. At the end of Absolutely. the day. Like no matter what, you, they're not yeah. putting you first. So they made you, know. you buy snacks for. <laughs> that, that's just <laughs> that just seems so wrong to make your employees yeah. buy snacks. Ugh. I think it was like a third party vendor that came in and like fill refilled the <sighs> snacks and like leave them there. So like we had to like you know buy them and yeah. sometimes they would have like oh like oh they had like uh what was it they had donut and bagel wednesdays so alternating like wednesdays we would have donuts and bagels and those were free okay um, i was like don't tell me they made you pay for those too yeah <laughs> oh, and we yes. we definitely had free coffee in the break room which i could okay, not yeah. drink because i don't i can't handle caffeine i have never handled caffeine well and I would always requ- – I'd be like, hey, uh, do you think you guys could bring, like, one pack of decaf for me? And everyone would be like, who drinks decaf? And I'd be like, oh my Ner- goodness. nervous people. <laughs> nervous people drink decaf. Please just oh, – wow. and they would never give me decaf. But on the off chance that there was decaf, I started buying my own, like, teas and, um, like, mm. tea – like little tea bags to keep at my desk so I could make myself like some like floral teas that don't have caffeine and like yeah. stuff that I could actually drink. But the coffee was good. It's just like it was all really like heavily caffeinated, which like yeah. I and I remember too, like uh in the vending machines, I remember I was at the the vending, the little vending area and uh there was this uh girl and like I like when I was working there, I was trying really hard to be friends with people. It just I shouldn't have forced it so hard but um I was at like the vending machine one time and there was this girl that I worked with there and I was like looking and I was like hmm what do I want today and she was like oh these are really good these are so good you should try this and I was like okay and I just bought it without really looking at what it was it was a celsius which is like uh it's like an energy drink it's like uh it's like an adult energy drink. It's oh. like if Monster was not as sugary and violent, um, okay. like Monster or Red Bull, but like yeah. for like business women, I guess. Like it was marketed towards <sighs> women too. It's like Celsius, the female energy drink. It was like, I don't know if they're all like that, but the one that I bought, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like marketed towards women just based on the packaging. Oh, no. But I just like grabbed it and I was like, oh, it looks good. And like I scanned it and I got halfway through it and I was just like, 
you know, kind of jittery and like bouncing around. And my boss comes up to me and she's like, you okay, kid? And I was like, is there caffeine in this? And she was like, oh God. And I was like, oh God. And she was like, go do laps in the parking lot. And so like, I left for like an hour and I was just running around the parking lot and I came back and I was still like jittery and like bouncing around. And I was like, okay, maybe if I drink water, it'll go away. And like, I remember Googling like how to like get caffeine out of your system and everything just said, you just got to like wait it out. And I was just like, I've done that a couple times at work where I had to literally like go downstairs and do laps in the parking lot to try and like get energy out. Cause like, that's my go-to with like my anxious tendencies Mm -hmm. is like, just go walk around. (laughs) Oh yeah. I do that with my dog whenever I'm like, especially when I'm like working on an art piece and I'm like angry at something, (laughs) like it was not working. It's just best to step away and get that energy out elsewhere and then come back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh crappy office experiences <laughs> aside um uh how did you like make the switch to freelance how how would you recommend that like someone who is at that job that they don't they don't really love but it pays the bills but they're not really vibing with it how would you recommend that they make the switch like what what steps did you take uh well for me i was a little bit forced into making the the, the decision mostly because i had family moving from Texas up to Massachusetts and moving out of Texas has always been like something that I've wanted to do. And so I like saw that opportunity to go with my family and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And first and foremost, like making the switch is give the agency, obviously the two weeks notice because you don't want to burn that bridge. Uh, also ask if they would be willing to hire you as a freelance graphic designer if you're going to be leaving that position. I ended up asking and that's one of the, uh, the agency I used to work for is uh, the agency that I, one of the agencies that I do freelance graphic design for now. Um, and I've actually gotten some stuff out if, if, since I've been doing the freelance work for them uh, because they know me and trust me and my ability, they've given me some bigger prog- projects that they might not have given a normal freelancer that they didn't know and I actually have a few portfolio pieces uh that I've gotten since freelancing with them that way um and then also (laughs) just as from personal experience try not to cry when you're telling everyone that you're leaving because I totally did that uh (laughs) in a public meeting with everyone on the zoom call uh (laughs) but uh yeah just when you know, you know, and you're going to feel 100 times better as soon as you say it, that you're done <laughs> out loud. You're just going to know it and it's going to feel so good. I was so scared because it, I was like, this is my very first job I've ever, not job, but first career uh, that I've had that's been stable. I've never made this much money in my life it wasn't that much money. Uh, (laughs) And so it was very scary for me. But at the end of the day, you just got to rip that bandaid off. You know, if you're so miserable that you're thinking every day, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit. You just got to do it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. I fortunately, um, I don't, are you into astrology at all? No. Uh, Yeah, I actually uh, do tarot readings. 
Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome! I did not know that. That would have been cool to talk about. Ah, okay. I'll ask you some questions about that later. Um, okay. So uh, I am super into um, astrology, and uh, the day that I quit, I was like, "Oh, I hope I don't cry. I hope I don't look weak. I hope I don't." You know, I was like dreading it. Um, but I, you know, I asked my bosses, I had two, I had a supervisor and a manager. I asked them both if they could like hop on like a Slack call with me. Uh, and I was just, I ripped into them, well, not ripped into them, but I was just like, literally like screw this company. I don't feel like I'm treated like a human being, like much less like a decent employee. Like I hate it here. I'm not going back to the office. Like I literally have, I've had so many chronic health issues, like since I started working here that have literally all had no explanation other than extreme stress. And like, I can't, and I was like angry. And then like a, a few weeks later, I was looking at my astrology I quit on the exact day of my Mars return. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, uh, for those of you who don't know astrology, uh, Mars is like the planet of like action, aggression, competition, um, stuff like that. It's like kind of like the angry planet. Uh, I'm an Aries rising. So I knew Mars it. Okay. I was like, this is I was like, she's an Aries. I feel Aries vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in Aries rising. So uh, Mars is like very, and Mars is also my most, um, it's my most heavily expected planet. And um, it's my chart ruler too, because I'm an Aries rising and Mars is ruled by Aries. And um, so I was like, wow, that could not have been more perfect timing that it was the exact day of my Mars return. And I didn't even know until later that it was, but I was like, man, like I'm so proud of myself for not crying. It was because the Mars energy was just so concentrated and heavy that day that I was able to just be like, no, actually screw you guys. Like this place has caused me so much distress and like you should be paying my medical bills for like the kidney yeah. stone and all of these like weird, cause I've had to be go to the emergency room like three times last year because of how stressed I was over this oh job goodness. and I did not I didn't get paid That's... like enough to compensate for that stress yeah. I literally no made, job like, is next worth to that nothing. yeah and I, I remember my boss telling me too when I was explaining to her that I was stressed she was like well me and Matt like our jobs are way more stressful and we get the we try to take the brunt of the stress and I was like yeah I'm sure your jobs are way more stressful but I'm not doing your job and <laughs> yeah I shouldn't even well, be you're also not them Exactly. That's what I said, too. I was like, I'm not you. And I don't handle stress well. And in fact, um, you know, human design, I don't know if you're into human design at all. But uh, I Sorry. am. Um, it's all Sorry, good. my dog I can, is barking. <laughs> Stop. Bert. I can mute. I can mute your audio. It sends okay, me two cool. separate files. So as long as uh, I'm talking and you're not okay. when the dog is, it's, it's easy to edit out. Um but uh oh human design i'm a uh i don't know if you're into human design at all but i'm never heard of it project oh my gosh you have to look into it it's so awesome it's like astrology but like for the human body and it's like how your energy works and like how you best function like it's the same information that you would use to like calculate a birth chart but okay human yeah. design yeah human design chart Cool. There's like five types. There's projectors, uh, manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, and reflectors. And um, each type, you have like a different, um, 
like strategy that you're supposed to follow in life. Um, So I think most people are generators and manifesting generators. um, And then projectors are like third, manifestors fourth, and then the rarest are reflectors, which are super rare, like one in a hundred people. Okay, cool. But yeah, no, projectors uh, don't, uh, they don't create, so like generators, they have like a lot of uh, like sacral energy and they can kind of generate energy for themselves those are the type of people that can stay up late and wake up early and be fine mm-hmm. not me <laughs> not me um projectors literally and projectors also have like trouble um like sleeping like with other people like in the same bed because you quite literally like well when you're sleeping that's when you're generating energy and if you're with or next to someone like it's harder for you to generate energy without their stuff like without like yeah. being focused on their stuff it's just very interesting i definitely huh. recommend looking into it um if you're yeah. into astrology it's very it's helped me a lot it'll it'll tell you weird stuff too like the way that you best uh should the way that you should best eat food okay yeah okay i might have heard something about this before then yeah like i just not know what it was called yeah human design it's super cool um yeah the digestion stuff has been like the most helpful like for example my uh like digestion like my best digestion is high sound so i digest food better when i eat if it is loud okay (laughs) which crunchy i didn't yeah well chips that too, but also like it's like listening to music or being in a loud uh, restaurant, okay. like when you're eating, is just oh, okay. it makes you digest the food better. But some people are low sound who like need like literally no distractions and need it to be like dead dead quiet. I have a couple of friends who are like direct sunlight, literally like a plant, like have to eat in direct wow. sunlight or or uh, indirect sunlight, which is eating at night, which are like, it's it's crazy too when you find out what yours is and you're like, oh my God, that's why I hmm. try to eat at night. And like, I always like to, you know, have a midnight snack and like, oh my gosh, like I know so many people who are like trying to suppress their urge to eat midnight snacks. And then they find out that they're uh human design is literally to eat at night. And then they're like, okay, I'll eat at night. And then they do. And they're like, wow, I should just let myself do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is way better. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to look into that because I'm one of those people that struggles to eat in the morning. And so I want to see if how accurate this is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's some interesting ones for sure. I think uh, my boyfriend's is like cold food. There's also like hot food. There's Ooh. a bunch of different ones. It's it's crazy. Huh. But um, yeah, it's funny too that his is cold food because he's like the first person to just eat like cold leftovers out of the fridge without reheating them and i'm like you're nuts you're That's, crazy gross very yeah i think i agree but i mean it's not it's it's <laughs> yeah. for each to each their person, own so. yeah uh, it's, yeah it's no, cool. i won't yuck their yum absolutely <laughs> um so we we talked a little bit about you um kind of starting your freelance journey um so uh, you said you went to college. Like, how how important do you think college is? And and what about art school? Do you think it's necessary for artists to go to school in order to find that success? I don't think it's necessary for everyone. I think for me, it was necessary because I have a lot of uh, self confidence issues when it comes to my actual work, 
And so by going to school, I was able to really focus in and hone in on learning the technical side of art. And through that, I was able to kind of see my art through a different lens. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, I would tell myself, it's like, you know, I don't really, Birdie, stop. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I would be like telling myself like, at, I don't really think that this turned out how I saw it in my head, but at least I know that all the lines are smooth and the pixels are on point and like technically this is a good piece of art and like by going through that I kind of grew my confidence in my artwork and was like okay I might not like my style but I think other people like my style <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely think um, I I agree. I feel like for some people it's really helpful. Um, I hmm, that's interesting. Uh, the point I've never heard anyone bring up like uh, like finding self confidence as like a factor when going to school. Was it like getting like good grades on stuff that you didn't like that like brought up your confidence or like, um, what was it specifically? I think it was more so like the trial and error that school gives you because I think when, at least for me, when I'm on my own and I fail, it's really hard for me to get back up and start again on something. In the school setting, I had, you know, I, I grew up with two grandparents, both my grandparents were teachers. Uh, my mom's parents were both teachers. And so I grew up learning how to learn from them. And like from that going to school, I was able to force myself to pick myself back up and try again and force myself to move on to the next art piece, even though this didn't work, uh, that ha being forced to be pushed forward really helped me personally. Um, and it gave me that motivation to keep going and not just give up and, you know, say, okay, well, I'm not good at this. So I'm going to move on and never do this again and never touch it again. What is, what is your astrology? I'm curious. Uh, I am a Capricorn sun, an Aries moon, and a Virgo rising. So, earth signs with a little bit of fire. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. I was like, why? Okay. Why do I feel so connected to you? It's the Aries moon. Because yep. I'm a Libra moon. Okay. Yep. So. My moon's like yep. right on my descendant. So. I do be attracting Aries moons <laughs> <laughs> into my life at all times. No. Hello, everyone. This is Caitlin, editing Caitlin from the future. I just wanted to pop in here. Normally, I don't pop in while I'm editing episodes, but I wanted to let you guys know that the last 10 minutes of Izetta's audio actually cut out and didn't save. Um, I have tried my all to recover it pretty much all day today, and it's just nowhere to be found. Um, for some reason, my audio was still intact, so I'm going to play that after this clip, but I did want to let you guys know that the main portion of the audio that was cut out was Izetta talking about her, ex her support links. So, I do want to go ahead and let you guys know that 
All of Izetta's support links, as always, are going to be in the episode description. So if you want to support Izetta, please, please, please check that out. And I will continue now playing the rest of my audio for the rest of the episode. So thank you guys so much for making it this far and listening. And I will see you guys all next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Izetta, for coming on. It's been absolutely amazing. I had so much fun talking to you. I didn't know that you read tarot. That's crazy. I'm going to have to like, and thank you guys all for listening. Um, As always, if you could tell an art friend, if you have like an art friend that you like, if you could just tell them about us, that'd be super cool. Uh, we have an Instagram account at Artwise Podcast. Uh, our, our link's in the bio. We have merch uh, Discord server that's free to join, a bunch of other fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, please check it out. And as always, five stars on Spotify and Apple podcast uh, really helps us out. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And thank you again, Izetta, for coming on. And I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye everyone.